Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Uh, this is part two of our 32-match tournament, should I say, of uh, the greatest special attractions that happen at WrestleMania. We are on a march to WrestleMania that's happening two nights, April 10th and 11th, and uh, we've been looking at, last week, 16 of the special attractions that were not for the title and did not close out, the, or were not the main event. I think one accidentally did slip in there. Uh, but regardless of that, we got 32 uh, to go, or 16 more to go. And we last week had Hogan Rock end up winning uh, the uh, first side of the bracket. And we'll see if somebody else can come out and uh, beat them. I want to thank you for watching tonight on YouTube and uh Facebook, and hopefully you're listening to us later on on uh, podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And as always, we're part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcasting Network and the Johnners Podcasting Network in the UK. So we need to uh, get to this tournament, and with that, we bring in Stephen O'Neill in Toronto, going by the Pinnacle, which people find out later on what that means. How are you, Stephen? Uh, good. It's been, as we were talking, a interesting week, and I'm just finalizing my picks right now. So, But it's been nice here in Toronto. It's supposed to get really warm again by the end of the week, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's yo-yo weather here in London. Uh Waking up to a little bit of ice this morning. Uh, we are recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, so it was, uh, I know, shocking. Breaking that wall again. But, yeah, I woke up this morning and it was um, in the minuses and a little uh, dusting of ice uh, and snow. And then get, went home from work and it was sunny and almost the opposite direction for weather. And I'm wearing a winter coat because of it. But craziness all day and i'm just glad to be able to sit down relax and talk some wrestling but we need our third panelist and niagara falls and jonesy how are you jonesy who knew that i would be a panelist i never would have thought it mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to this one i just finished watching some of the matches so yeah so there's some uh, really good matches to look back on uh, some of the matches, as I said last week, kind of stole the show in a way, or in a couple of cases, set the bar as being the first match out and basically going, follow that. Uh, a lot of people don't want to be the curtain jerker. I heard a uh, story of Eddie Guerrero not wanting to uh, be that until Jim Ross uh, pointed out, you know, that's a prime spot. Now you get to set the mood and make everybody else follow it. And so you're either a great spot opening the show and setting the pace or closing it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how things go. Like I said, some of these are show stealers. We're going to show the video of uh, this 16, and I'll put up the bracket as Stephen breaks it down. We'll be back in just a moment.
Okay, so you saw the video, so now I'll break the matchups down. So to start with, we've got uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins from WrestleMania 36. Roddy Piper and Adrian Adonis from WrestleMania 3. Then you've got AJ Styles and Shane Mc versus Shane McMahon from WrestleMania 33, taking on the Firefly Funhouse from WrestleMania 36. Uh, Bret Hart and Steve Austin in a submission match from 13, takes on HBK and Flair from 24. Uh, Undertaker versus Triple H from 27. Uh, is taking on Triple H versus Sting from 31. Then you have Edge and Randy Orton from 36, taking on Shane McMahon versus Vince McMahon from 17. Uh, then you've got Jake Roberts versus Andre the Giant from WrestleMania 5, taking on Diesel versus The Undertaker from WrestleMania 12. You've then got Triple H versus Batista from WrestleMania 35, taking on HPK versus Taker from 25. And the final first-round matchup is Daniel Bryan uh, versus uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley from 30, taking on Undertaker and CM Punk from 29. Yeah, so, uh, guys, what are your thoughts on this before we uh, dive into our first matchup? Um, there's a lot of Triple H. And a lot of Undertaker. So, and that, I'm okay with the Undertaker. A lot of this is what I said last week is the fact that these guys, you see them appear so many times, and this is without uh, being involved with the title uh, in these matches. Uh, imagine the fact that they were also involved in title matches throughout the years in WrestleMania, and we're going to uh, throw them all into a bracket of 16 to find our Mr. WrestleMania on the week right before WrestleMania, so in uh, three weeks' time. Uh, we'll uh, see if Shawn Michaels is still the uh, Mr. WrestleMania as deemed by WWE or somebody else rises up uh, in our uh, view uh, above uh, Shawn Michaels. Jonesy, your thoughts? Little Tokyo, man. He, he, he was Mr. WrestleMania in my opinion. He had one WrestleMania and got squashed. Exactly. Oh, that was a little beaver. Sorry. I mean, how, how many how many midgets actually got to perform at any WrestleMania? I think that was the only one, was it? No, uh, Dink was in there. Oh, Dink did too. Oh, yeah. good thing they got Dink in there. We'll start it off with our first uh, round matchup of uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. This was one of the major uh, matches on the Raw side of uh, things with the buildup. Uh, for last year's WrestleMania, Owens and uh, Rollins, they had a huge feud going on uh, leading into it. And unfortunately for this match, it was within about two, three weeks uh, after going into quarantine and still uh, keeping going. WD had seen AEW's camera views, so they at least moved the camera uh, by that time uh, for the hard camera side to face the entranceway. But without the fans, and they hadn't started piping in uh, the crowd noise for everything, and that it kind of took away from uh, what we normally expect for a WrestleMania. Uh, right, really good back and forth between these guys. Kevin Owens had uh, said that he was going to jump off the pirate ship had they been in Raymond James uh, Stadium in uh, Tampa. 
and that was going to be his dream uh, big spot. Instead, he was able to jump off the logo, uh, and I believe Seth was on, was on the table of uh, the commentators because that's how down low the uh, sign was at last year's uh, WrestleMania because of the Performance Center. And he ended up breaking his foot in the whole uh, thing. But uh, anyways, it was a really good match. Uh, unfortunately, the lack of uh, crowd in there. Uh, Seth tried to get away, and we ended up getting it extended as a no-DQ. And uh, Owens uh, gets uh, got on the mic and said he wasn't done after the DQ. And the match continued, and he found uh, the match lacked energy. It's uh, one of the notes here. Uh, yeah, so that match could have been a lot better in front of a crowd. Then we're going to Roddy Piper and Adrian Adonis. This was going to be a retirement match for Piper, win, lose, or draw. And uh, there was vow that there was going to be a haircut uh, in this whole thing. Jimmy Hart was at ringside with Adrian Adonis. The couple of weeks beforehand, Adonis had accidentally cut Beefcake's hair uh, leading up to it. And this was a standard uh, sort of Piper match where it was more of a brawl than anything, uh, almost uh, down to the point where uh, three years later you had Bad News Brown and uh, Piper, where they uh, brawled. Piper ended up getting Adonis in the uh, sleeper hold, got the victory, and got to leave with his head held up high. Beefcake came down and actually cut uh, Adonis's hair, and they uh, did the mirroring behind him and posed and waited for Adonis to realize uh, that his hair had been cut. And he took a swing at the uh, mirror. 93,173 fans in attendance for Piper's farewell song versus zero fans. Uh, just the setting. I have to go with Piper <laughs> and Adonis on this one. Steven? Oh, this was an easy one for me. I went Piper and Adonis. All right. Um, you already pretty much said that. So uh, the Piper match, I love the commentary on it. Uh, Ventura had some real good liners in it. Uh, the fact that we get to see the birth of the Barber Beefcake. And uh, I don't know, that match... Yeah, it wasn't a great match as far as wrestling, but as far as presentation, crowd involvement and everything, and just the fact it was in such a big stadium, um, that one, to me, is the obvious choice. There we go. So Piper and Adonis move on to the second round, and our second matchup, Steven. Styles and Shane against the Firefly Funhouse. So Styles and Shane... It's the typical Shane McMahon match, so eh. it's better, though, than the Firefly Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse probably had a concept that could have been there, but it's not. So I'm going Styles and Shane. Yeah, um, to me, it's an easy one. Uh, Styles and Shane, hands down. Uh, the Firefly match, uh, I give them worthless points. They they tried, but uh, some of it was fun to watch. I thought the rap Zena, that stuff was good, but there was no real match. Um, 
they're both good talkers, but this was more like an acid trip I didn't ask for. Um, I, like I, <laughs> it was one of those things that it was too damn long. Yeah, um, I'm going to go along and it'll be a yeah, clean sweep for Styles and Shane. Uh, it was one of those uh, matches, as I said earlier, that is uh, an opening match that kind of set the pace. People did rise up above it uh, in that match, but uh, compared to the rest of the card, but yeah, Shane and uh, Styles definitely set the pace. Firefly Funhouse, I only imagine what more they would have done because there was a rumor that Nexus was actually going to even uh, show up if they'd even uh, been able to do the stadium uh, version of uh, this match or this segment um, and what would have happened at it if it was live in front of fans or if it still would have been a cinematic match. So, yeah, uh, Styles and Shane move on, and our next matchup, Jonesy. Uh, Hart versus Austin, WrestleMania 13. It was a no-DQ match. Uh, UFC fighter Ken Shamrock was the special guest referee. Uh, this was, I believe, before he started um, uh, full-time wrestling with them. Uh, it starts with Austin attacking Hart while Hart is still in his uh, entrance gear, uh, in ring feeling out, back and forth beatings. Uh, the action spills out to the floor. Austin's thrown into ring post. Hart's drove into steel barrier. They fight in the crowd. Both men hit each other with foreign objects. Um, Austin has the steel steps in hand, but Hart counters with a kick to the midsection. Uh, back in the ring, Hart works on Austin's leg, busts Austin wide open, uh, and he starts doing his usual Hart stuff. Um, Austin shows his viciousness by uh, choking Hart with the TV cable. Uh, Hart um, uh, counters that uh, and hits Austin in the head with the bell. It was, um, it was a more violent match than usual for Bret Hart to be in. Um, and then... Um, doo -doo -doo. Where am I? Hart uh, applies the sharpshooter, and Austin passes out and gets the win. He never taps out. Uh, this kind of sparks a double turn, if you will, because um, Hart wouldn't let go of the, the move, so people started booing him. People started cheering for Austin. Um, yeah, uh, it was a, actually a good match it was i think the best thing of it it was a good mix of wrestling and brawling um i think it was well done the rick flair pending um yeah the rick flair retirement pending match at wrestlemania 24 against sean it was the sixth uh um oh man uh the sixth uh match uh, of the evening and it was a total of 20 minutes and 34 seconds, which I think was just about the same amount of time the hard Austin was. Uh, Sean enters uh, first with a more serious entrance this time as he's conflicted uh, with having to beat Flair. Uh, Flair's entrance is uh, wonderful as always, uh, especially the bigger the arena, the, the better. Um, uh, there's lots of taunts. They trade chess moves, more taunts. I mean, Flair actually hit one of his moves for the first time that I ever recalled. Uh, the top rope actually worked for him. Uh, he hits the 
flying body press. He does a lot of stuff in this match that you never seen him do in the WWE. Um, He used to do a lot of this stuff years ago when he was younger, but this was almost like him just putting everything out there. And to me, I think, yeah, it's Ric Flair and Sean in this Probably the heart match might be a little better, but I think the flair match had a more emotion to it. And everyone knew that flair was going to lose, but how would he lose? And I just think it was a fantastic match, especially for Ric Flair. True. Um, So in my case, looking at this, they both had, uh, I guess the best thing is their endings. They're both memorable endings. The uh, moment of Steve with the, being in the sharpshooter and blood pouring down his face, dripping off his teeth. They use that as blood from a stone, uh, T-shirts and everything. Uh, Ken Shamrock there. Vince was against uh, blading at that time, but right beside Vince, Brett was able to blade uh, Austin without it being noticed and looked like it was hard ways and they didn't get in trouble for it. Just like uh, Austin did. I mean, Hart did to Piper at WrestleMania eight and got away with it as well. So they were able to uh, pull that off. The double switch is amazing uh, thing that was going on there. HBK flair, such emotion. You saw Reed, Ashley, AKA Charlotte, David was there. Uh, Megan, huge uh, thing there. But I don't think Sean nor Flair were in their prime. And Austin and uh, Hart, they still had a lot of gas left in them. And it set off the huge momentum for the uh, Attitude Era and everything else that went along with that. So my vote is going Austin Hart. Steven gets to uh, break the tie. Oh, it's Austin Hart. <laughs> How do you really feel, Chris? Hey, the only reason I, I vote for uh, Flair is for the fact that he is a broken down old man who could still go for a long time. And I mean, he, he did a freaking he he held up a suplex on Shawn Michaels for a while. It it was one of his best matches. Oh, I'm not going to deny that. That's why. And and and, and to me, that's what we're kind of focusing on is what match really stuck out that match stuck out yeah they both stole the show uh and i follow that with a second (laughs) they both stole the show no doubt but i think austin hart had such a uh, ripple effect repercussions after the match happened that set uh, things going we're not focusing on that though we're focusing on the actual match huh huh there we go. Match number four. Undertaker versus Triple H at WrestleMania 27 against uh, Sting and Triple H. WrestleMania 31. I forgot to put the number on there, but it is there. Uh, Undertaker and Triple H, that became a uh, no-holds-barred match. They actually battled each other 10 years earlier at WrestleMania 17, uh, which a lot of people consider the greatest WrestleMania uh, to date. And uh, they definitely brawled around. They traded a lot of hard, heavy shots. The sledgehammer came out. 
Uh, there was the uh, jujitsu uh, MMA moves that uh, Taker was using uh, in honor of what he uh, started doing more uh, shoot style uh, wrestling. And he eventually got uh, Triple H to end up tapping out uh, instead of uh, Triple H being able to use a sledgehammer on him. Uh, so really good uh, match with that way. And the undefeated streak continued with uh, Undertaker. They even battled again the following year and put it in a hell in a cell and threw in Shawn Michaels uh, as the guest referee. But this match definitely was a highlight of uh, the evening on uh, WrestleMania 27. Then they're taking on uh, Triple H again in this uh, bracket and Sting. Uh, Sting's only appearance at WrestleMania was at number 31. No DQ. I don't know if this should have been the match that Sting had, but I guess considering somebody from the old WWE WWF uh, representing uh, that going against the franchise of WCW. These are the names that you could have going against each other. Fairly decent match. They were able to cover up for uh, Sting's age because that was only, what, five years ago, six years ago. So you got a 55-year-old uh, Sting in the ring with uh, Triple H. Uh, they started bringing out the weapons, the bats, and the uh, sledgehammer. Shocking again, Triple H with his favorite toy. Uh, DX came out to uh, help out Triple H. NWO came out to help Sting. And there was a big standoff, a brawl between them all. Uh, Sting ends up losing uh, his one and only WrestleMania moment uh, to Triple H. After the uh, match ends, they end up shaking hands, and you have some of the greatest factions ever in uh, wrestling all in the same ring together, along with Sting. Uh, and Or you have basically the click, along with Hogan and Sting uh, standing there. Visually, that is probably a great WrestleMania moment, but I'm going to go with Triple H and Undertaker on this one. Uh, Steven. Oh, I'm going Triple H Undertaker. Oh, hands down, it's Triple H Undertaker. Is it a clean sweep, Jonesy? Uh, no, it is not, uh, because I hate the pedigree. It looks so fake when he does it most of the time. It doesn't look like it would hurt. Uh, the use of the sledgehammer, I absolutely hate and is ridiculous. A sledgehammer has no business being used over and over again in different matches. Once or twice is fine, but at some point, the ring crew and ref, would, would you would be sure that they would check to make sure there's only one table and some chairs down there and the odd midget, but not continuously leaving. It, it's just... Like, I'm sorry, you hit someone with a sledgehammer, they're dead. It's dumb. But I do give the match to um, the Sting match because of the fact of the amount of people they had involved in it, the surprises they had. It was a good WrestleMania moment. The Taker uh, Trophy H match, it was good. I personally rathered the one that they did, I think, at 17 that went uh, out into the crowd and on the scaffolding and all that fun stuff. Um so I vote for opposite of what you guys vote for. There we go. It's all good. That's, we need to have difference of opinions. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to 
Edge and Orton from last year, no holds barred or false count anywhere. Last man standing, I think it was. Uh, taking on Shane and Vince at 17. Do I have to vote? Because my vote would be for neither. <laughs> I'll just give us, a and give us a rundown and let us know at least one of them. So there's a really shitty street fight with a special guest referee, McFoley, that I would rather forget happened. And then there's a shitty last man standing match that I'd rather didn't happen, but it gets my vote because I have to vote. So I'm voting Edge and Orton. Uh, I felt that the Edge and Orton match was way too long. It was dragged out. Uh, Shane and Vince's actually, I think, was fantastic considering the participants. Um, like they did a lot in that. That impressed me. Uh, I think if the Edge and Orton match was a little quicker, then I probably would have voted for that. It would have been better, but uh, I'm voting for Shane and Vince. Okay, so I get to be the tiebreaker on this one. And in my case, I was really thoroughly bored with under uh, with Edge and Orton. I'm not a fan of Orton's work anyways. Uh, he's totally outworn his welcome. Like, he's just been there and not changed or left. And you can't miss somebody until they leave. And he's a lifer, which is good. Loyalty, I love. But that match just kept on going and going. And you could have stopped it at one point. And then next thing you know, they're on top of a truck. And you could have stopped it at another point. And it just found another way to keep on going. Uh, Triple A, I mean, Vince and Shane going at it. As father and son, the uh, WCW had just been sold. You had Stephanie and Trish doing their thing. I think the moment that uh, stole it uh, beyond Shane doing the coast-to-coast -coast on his own dad was the fact that Linda McMahon stayed comatose uh, looking throughout the whole match and even got put into the ring and kept the straight face. And this woman has no business being in wrestling. And then she got up and uh, kicked Vince uh, in the crotch after Shane directed them. And, yeah, Linda kind of stole that moment. It was awesome. And uh, you had Tr uh, Trish break away from Vince. I personally liked uh, that match definitely over uh, Edge Orton. So uh, father-son is moving on. All righty. Number six. So Roberts uh, against Andre the Giant, uh, I could go on the uh, back and forth on exactly what happened, uh, but I'll try to make it quick. Uh, so this was with a special guest referee being Big John Studd. It was the ninth match of many at WrestleMania V. Uh, the heat and the verbal warfare by both Andre and Studd um, was due to their long feud that was featured at the first Mania. Um, basically, it's your typical Andre match. He has trouble getting around, watching him kind of fall slash run to the corner when Jake's trying to get the snake. The snake out of the bag is hilarious. Um, but all in all, it's a pretty... It's boring, but not as boring as I thought it was when I rewatched it. Uh, the Diesel Taker match, uh, I had no interest in watching it, and I never was a fan of Diesel. Um, in WCW, I was when he went 
being himself, Nash. But uh, all in all, did you know that Andre was not afraid of snakes and had his own on his ranch? So I'm voting for Taker and Diesel. Okay, that totally took a swerve where I didn't think it was going. I thought you were going to oh, go. Oh, I do have one more thing to add. Sorry, I kind of skipped over some of the stuff I, I had down here. Did, I don't know. I watched that today. Did you notice that Diesel's in-ring fireworks were actually better than AEW's the other night? Well, mostly I mean, they, they had them going up and down. Yeah, well, that's uh, what happens when you um, try and dupe a uh, billionaire. And that um, WrestleMania ring apron was wrinkly as shit, too, if you notice that. Watch that. It's horrible looking. Well, I was not a real fan of Big John Studd and having him in there as a special guest referee, trying to, I guess, even the odds in a way for Jake Roberts, uh, even though there wasn't. But there was actual hate between uh, Andre and Studd because Andre never liked somebody trying to claim to be a giant as well. And so that kind of took away from that match. Uh, Diesel Undertaker, for being a, uh, a special attraction match that kind of was there, knowing that you'd have to see an hour-long match with Sean and Brett, which was an hour and, uh, and longer than that after the overtime, I think it uh, performed really well. And I'm going with uh, Diesel Taker. Is it a clean sweep? Yes, it is. It's a clean sweep. There we go. So that brings us to our next matchup. And I'll bring that up. Triple H and Batista against HBK and Undertaker. Uh, both are kind of retirement-ish matches. Uh, Sean was going to be win, lose, or draw. Uh, or no, he his career was on the line if he'd lost to Taker because he said he was, yeah, figured out how he's going to end up beating Undertaker. I don't think that match was as, or we're talking 25. Let's talk this again. Uh, so <laughs> we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, anyways, HBK and Taker was uh, show, showing each other up with the, where their entrance was. And uh, Sean came down from the rafters in white. Taker came up from the uh, uh, basement, basically, underneath the uh, stage, all in black and fire. Um, really good match. This was, their, like I was going to say, better than their uh, matchup the next year. Uh, it's unfortunate that the uh, Sim snuck a uh, non-catch of Undertaker kind of ruined things. Thankfully, Undertaker was uh, well enough to get back up after almost basically spiking himself. Uh, into the ground with his dive over the uh, top rope. Um, we definitely saw an uh, amazing match. It became the Wrestling Observer newsletter and uh, PWI Slammy match of the year and stuff like that. Uh, Triple H Batista, uh, that was a no holds barred match where uh, Triple H's career was on the line if he uh, couldn't beat Batista. This was a battle of former Evolution uh, members. Uh, Batista had come back from Hollywood. We'd seen him in a bunch of movies uh, leading up to this. And this actually uh, became Batista's last match. Uh, Triple H ended up uh, getting the victory, and we have yet to see Batista uh, since. I am going to go with 
HBK and Taker, uh, just so many accolades uh, to this match that it's more rememberable than Triple H and Batista. Steven? Mm, I have HBK and Taker winning this one. Jonesy? Uh, I'm actually going with uh, Triple H and Batista as I was a fan of the brutality that they were trying to do in this match and the use of pliers. Uh, I think both the matches were good. Um, and yeah, maybe the HBK taker one was better, but I was another fan of Batista, but I thought he did a, a, a good job in this match considering this was kind of his second time coming back after retirement. So um, I just got to give it to that one. And I think the other one was going to make it anyway. So why, why the hell not vote for it? Okay. Uh, so our last matchup in this uh, first round is Brian, Dana Bryan and Triple H against Undertaker and CM Punk. Steven. Give me two seconds. I'm just getting myself organized. Oh, Dana yeah. Bryan and Hunter versus Taker and Punk. Taker and Punk. Easily. Um, I could disagree on that, but that's okay because they are both great matches. Um, both I found both had two technical performers and both had two big men that could run with them. Um, I just feel the first match of WrestleMania 30 set the tone for the evening and things to come. So I got to vote for Brian and Hunter. And, uh, yeah, I totally agree with uh, that one uh, on your part, uh, Jonesy. I just seeing uh, – I, I love CM Punk. I think they had a really good setup, especially after, unfortunately, Paul Bearer died and they were able to use his uh, – memory as part of uh, the buildup. Uh, it could have main evented uh, that match could have, but Brian, uh, who shouldn't even been in that uh, situation to begin with, because people wanted him in the world title match and it was supposed to be uh, triple H and punk at uh, 30, just set the tone. And it was almost like um, I kind of think of Owen and Brett, at WrestleMania 10, how it started off as a good match and people had to meet up to that expectation. And Brett came back at the end of 10 and won the title. Dana Bryan did the same thing. Of course, Brett lost his first uh, match at 10. Bryan had to win his match at 30 just to move on. And that's why I think uh, I like this one uh, better. The shock on Stephanie's face uh, when... Triple H ended up losing, and they thought they were going to oppress uh, Dana Bryan. Just, yeah, that's where I'm heading with my vote. Uh, as much as I as said, I like uh, CM Punk. Steven. We're trying to, oh, sorry. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get these papers back organized. Um, yep. So we had Piper and Adonis beat uh, Kevin Owens and Rollins. Styles and Shane beat Firefly Funhouse. Austin and Hart beat HBK uh, Flair. 
Taker and Triple H beat Triple H and Sting. Edge and Orton lost to Shane and Vince. Uh, Roberts and Andre lost to Diesel and Taker. HBK and Batista lost to HBK. Or sorry, Triple H and Batista lost to uh, HBK and Taker. And Brian and Hunter beat Taker and Punk, setting up our second round of Piper, Adonis versus Styles and Shane. Uh, Hart and Austin versus Taker and Triple H. Shane and Vince versus Taker and Diesel. Uh, HBK and Taker versus uh, Daniel, Bryan, and Hunter. Okay. Any surprises uh, in that first round? Not really. I mean, uh, I guess the Shane McMahon, the McMahon match moving on surprised me. Josie, any surprises? Uh, there was, but I can't remember which one I bitched about because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh, probably uh, HBK and uh, Flair. I mean, none of these matches were, to me at least, were stinkers. The closest stinker would have been Jacob versus Andre, but, I mean... Different style. At least, get, at least they got to see Andre the Giant. I would have been just happy seeing Andre the Giant. Okay, so we can dive into our second round with Jonesy Piper Adonis taking on Styles and Shane. Yeah, if if I'm going, I'm gonna just kind of talk it out. If I'm going with uh, uh, wrestling, then the Styles Shane one is better uh, as far as technical wrestling and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to have to give it to the Style and Shane one uh, only because I think that Styles did a, a real good job in this, getting the crowd into it. I mean, a guy who hadn't been around in the WWE for a long time, he already, he already was prepared to be in the WWE for years. Uh, and I watched him the way that he got the crowd going and – like he's just he is phenomenal. So uh, I got to go with the Styles and Shane one, uh, just because I think I'd rather watch that one over again than the other one. Yeah, I'm uh, going to agree with you and vote with uh, Styles and Shane. Uh, just the match itself, uh, I think, was a little bit better. It's rewatchable. Um, maybe if this had actually been Piper's farewell and he had not returned. I would have given uh, Piper and Adonis the nod. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, being a Piper fan, he did come back, and uh, we got to see more of him. But just the placement of it uh, in the history of Piper's career, it was basically just going off to Hollywood more so than anything else. Uh, Steven, is it a clean sweep? Yes, it is. It is a clean sweep. Okay, so that brings us to our second matchup. And Austin Hart versus Taker uh, Triple H. Um, Taker and Triple H, uh, I think Jonesy put it better, that they had a uh, better match at 17 when they were younger, uh, going all over the place and scaffold and uh, just the brutality in it. 
Uh, of course, Undertaker did bring in a different style uh, 10 years later, but Austin Hart, just the brawl all over the place, the uh, Ken Shamrock getting involved, the blading that wasn't noticed, uh, the end scene uh, with Austin passing out. I got to go Austin Hart. Oh, this one's easy, Austin Hart. Uh, yeah, Austin Hart, and uh, there was no use of his sledgehammer, so it gets a win for me. There we go. Our next uh, match. Shane Vince and Taker Diesel. Oh, for me, it's easy. It's Taker Diesel. Two actual wrestlers, so Taker Diesel. Well, I don't know about uh, Diesel being a wrestler, but hey, um, uh, I I have to go the opposite um, on that. I'm trying to find a fucking match that. Yeah, the the Shane Vince one to me is just was more entertaining, um, even though the the Diesel Taker match was good, considering who was in the match. Yeah, um, I'm going to stick with what I said earlier with uh, the fact that Shane and Vince at least uh, told a story. It might not have been the cleanest of match, and there was a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors uh, with involving Foley, uh, Trish, and Stephanie, and then the whole stuff with Linda, but... I would go back and watch Shane and Vince uh, a second time over Diesel Taker. A second time. Come on, you've watched all these matches, what, at least five, six times? <laughs> yes, but still, like, if given the option and those are my only two matches I could ever watch, I would watch the Shane Vince one. And our final match in the second round HBK Taker against Brian Hunter. Believe that is Jonesy. Yeah, it is me. Um, again, for me, this is a a, a tougher one because, I mean, the the Taker HBK one was really good and well done, but I don't know. There's some Daniel Bryan in that match was just. Very good. Hunter was very good at giving the moves to Brian without killing him. Some of those moves with the arm behind the back and then dropping him on the apron. There was some brutal stuff. So I, I'm just going with Brian versus Hunter, even though Hunter is not one of my favorites. Um, but he definitely uh, um, gets my vote in this match. I'm going back and forth as you're talking and uh, thinking to not vote for HBK and Taker would probably be a huge shock. Uh, but I think what led up to Brian and Hunter to get into that match, all the months of uh, putting Brian down, getting into that position of you have to win to get to the main event, which people were so building up. And the crowd momentum that they had with finally listening to the fans kind of takes it over a spectacular match with uh, HBK Taker because while it was a great match, it was a match. If 
with no re repercussions either way. This one had to have the emotion to it to get to the final match in the night. And I got to go with Brian and Hunter uh, just because of the story with Daniel Bryan. Steven, your thoughts? I'm going uh, HBK Taker. Okay. It's just so much. It's a match that I'd watch. Yeah, like I said, I, I love both matches, but I'm just thinking of the backstory and everything uh, built and the repercussions. So that's why I uh, did that. And Brian and Hunter are actually going to move on uh, to the semifinals. And if you want to review our second round, Stephen. Yeah. So we had AJ Styles and Shane McMahon beat Piper and Adonis. Hart and Austin beat Taker Undertaker. Uh, Shane McMahon, Vince McMahon beat Taker and Diesel. HBK and Taker beat or were beat by Dana Bryan and Hunter, setting up our semis of Styles, AJ Styles and Shane McMahon versus Brad Hart and Steve Austin. Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon versus Daniel Bryan and Hunter. So let's put the uh, final four in this uh, bracket. And like I said, I'm surprised that I actually went against uh, HBK Taker, but just. Oh, I slipped something in your drink. That's what I did. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see uh, that. And we'll uh, look at uh, possibly which comes out to go against Austin, uh, or sorry, Rock and Hogan from our last week's and come out on top of the uh, 32. So let's go with our first uh, semifinal match, and that is Shane and uh, AJ Styles against Austin Hart. Um, is that the Not you. No, it's me. And then uh, you get the other one. Uh, Styles and Shane might have set the pace for uh, that WrestleMania, but Austin Hart, it's hard to uh, go against it. It's probably, if not in the top five greatest WrestleMania matches of all time, I'd be surprised. So I definitely going Austin Hart, and that's including some title matches uh, that have happened throughout the years. For it to not be in that uh, sort of high regards, I'll be surprised. Steven? Oh, it's Austin Hart. Easy, hands down. Jonesy? Uh, for me, the, the better match wrestled-wise is Hart versus Austin, but I personally think the Styles-Shane match is better. Uh, again, Shane did a lot of stuff in this match. You'd think he, he'd been wrestling his whole life. Uh, he really impresses me what he's willing to do before his last run that he's done where he, he still will do the daredevil stuff, but you can tell that they got airbags and all this other stuff. Um, I thought the Styles match, it should have been a shit show, really, but it turned out to be a good match that Styles, I mean, yes, without Styles, it wouldn't have been as good, but I, I just think that that match is a much better match than what I would expect versus Hart versus Austin. That's the only reason why I'm voting for that other match because the Hart versus Austin one is more important as far as history and yada, yada, yada. But as far as just watching it, 
that's the one I'd rather watch. Good. And our second uh, semifinal match, Stephen, Shane Vince, Brian Hunter. Uh, Brian Hunter, only because I can't vote for two non-wrestlers. Jonesy. Um, now, why do you, why do you say that Shane's not a wrestler? Because he has wrestled tons of matches. Not like and just because you don't like like. So is Brock Lesnar not a wrestler? No, but he actually that he did it constantly. True, bad Shane example McMahon, by me. <laughs> Shane McMahon pops in, has his one match at WrestleMania, and gone again. I think unfortunately Shane falls under that uh, sort of category that. Uh, Rick Flair tried to put on McFoley being just a stunt man. Uh, Shane is there just to do the high stunts. He throws really shitty ass punches, and great that he can do a uh, Van Daminator better than Rob Van Dam because I don't recall seeing Rob Van Dam doing the twenty twenty uh, foot uh, drop kick ever. Like Shane was doing it in WD and Rob Van Dam was doing an 18 foot ring. So he's there for the stunts, but Jonesy, it's your uh, vote. Yeah, I, I was letting you go. Um, in the end, it, it's it's uh, Brian versus Hunter, though I do want to vote for the same reason as I voted the last match, Shane versus Vince, because again, it was a match that for the most part, Vince matches are, yeah, you know, he gets beat up, but really it's like watching a bad actor. Um, but with this match, it fit. Um, but yeah, the, the better match is the Brian versus Hunter. So you're and I think yeah. Where is your vote going? Oh, it's going towards uh, Brian and Hunter. Okay. Uh, so that makes it a clean sweep, actually. Let me uh, readjust that. And that sets us with our final, Stephen. Uh, so we had Austin and Hart beat Styles and Shane, and Hunter and Brian Daniel beat uh, Shane and Vince. So that sets up our uh, finals as Austin Hart from WrestleMania 13 taking on Dana Bryan and Hunter Hearst Helmsley from WrestleMania 30. Uh, wow. Two, two great quality matches. Jonesy. Damn it. Why do I always have to be the first and the last in this one? Um, these last two rounds I found are, are have been – the toughest ones in the last two or three weeks of to decide which one you know you would rather uh, watch over the other one. Um, and it has to be. That's the fun part. Yes, yes, it is. Um, I mean, if you go by importance, it's the heart versus Austin. Um, but Brian. To me, Brian shines so much in that match and shows how good he is that I got to go with Brian versus Hunter. It's just, I personally think it's a better match, even though 
the Brett Austin one I found what is like a fantastic mix of uh, outside and inside ring action. So that's uh, you're going for Brian Hunter. I always make it kind of which one are you voting for? Yes, it's Brian Hunter. And my vote is going to be Austin Hart. Uh, both these uh, matches has two of my favorite guys being Dana Bryan and Steve Austin. But, uh, yeah. I guess, Stephen? Now, now, why does now why are you – what other reason are you voting Hart and Austin over Bryan and Hunter? Is well, it because uh, of the eight – like that, that – era wrestling was seemed more important um where they were still kind of doing the kayfabe thing where now we kind of know what it is and there's so many damn good matches now compared to back then where you had some decent matches but you didn't have a lot of good matches i just think it had uh, such a ripple effect on uh, the business uh, compared to the fact that Dan O'Brien ended up uh, winning the title uh, at the end of the night, and it was a great buildup to get to WrestleMania 30. But so you, in the think end, it, you think it stole the show more than the other one? Yeah. Steven? Oh, it's easy. It's Bret Hart, Steve Austin. Oh, it's easy. Chris doesn't know what he's thinking. <laughs> so our winner of this one, is Steve Austin versus uh, Bret Hart, uh, the uh, submission match from WrestleMania 13 with guest uh, referee uh, Ken Shamrock. And so... I forgot he was even in the damn match. He didn't even need to be in the match, really. True, but yeah, the final uh, moment where he pulled... Uh, Hurt off of uh, Austin, it kind of set up uh, him coming into being an actual uh, full-time wrestler. It's unfortunate that his other uh, interests uh, got away from him, and he started no-showing and got released, but that's his own problem. But it brings us to Austin Hart versus Rock Hulk. Two really great matches, WrestleMania 13, WrestleMania 18. Steven, we're going to throw it to you. Oh, we're doing this match already? Yeah, it's the finals. All right, so it's going to be Austin. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going Austin Hart. Okay, Austin Hart, uh, Jonesy. You know what? I got to agree. I got to go with Austin Hart on this. So, Even though I, I think the Rock Hulk one got the bigger ovation and shit like that, but the Hart Austin one is just a better match. Even though, hey, Hogan impressed me that night. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I think both matches uh, definitely stole the show. Uh, it was hard to follow up on behind either of them. Uh, but if you take out everything that made each match stand out, 
in this case uh, for uh, Hogan Rock, was the crowd and the commentary, you have a totally different match. You take out that those same factors with uh, Austin Hart, take out the crowd noise, take out the commentary, you still have a very entertaining match that told a story. Uh, so, yeah, I not that my vote mattered in this case, but our uh, winner of the 32 is Austin and Hart. So thank you guys for being a part of this one. We're going to continue on with more uh, WrestleMania-themed uh, tournament brackets over the next few weeks. I think we're going to do greatest WrestleMania. There's been 36. We'll have to uh, take out four of them. Uh, some of them have been stinkers, so they're to take out. And then we'll have 32 WrestleManias to look at. You guys thoughts on that uh, and what we did this last few weeks? Steven? Um, now, now the... Oh, sorry, Steve, go ahead. I gotta go. Bye. Bye. We'll talk to you later. Now, there's a little interference... There was a little interference there. That uh, What are we doing next week? <laughs> next week, we are going to look at uh, 32 of the greatest WrestleManias. There's been 36. Okay, the, whole, the whole card. Yes, the whole card. And come up with the best WrestleMania. Uh, there has been some stinkers. Probably more than just four stinkers in there. But we're going to just pull out four of the from the 36 and look at uh, them over the next two weeks and like we did with the greatest uh, match that was a uh, sort of a highlight uh, match like we're doing uh, today we're going to do it over two weeks with the Wrestlemania cards so uh, we'll have uh, the brackets later on and uh, run it down over the next two weeks so Thank you for joining us. Be sure to catch uh, Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Catch the uh, This Week in History. And uh, like, subscribe, wherever you get us on social media, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. We're all on them. Ontario Indie uh, Wrestling Podcasting Network. And also the Johnners Podcasting Network. You can also vote on the uh, Indie Wrestling March Madness that's happening. Round two is starting uh, today, and uh, we'll uh, narrow it down to the greatest uh, one, at least uh, by the fan votes, in Ontario. A lot of things going on. Pro Wrestling Tees has our T-shirts, and you can get uh, those there. And coming soon is going to be the Scumbags Wrestling uh, Predictions League. So... It, you like uh, betting on uh, the different cards from AEW, NXT, and WWE. We're going to be able to do that and have some fun throughout the year and uh, gather points and win a wonderful prize at the end. So stay tuned for more details on that coming up April 1st. Anything else, Jonesy? Um, yeah, I, I can't wait until that the predictions league. I'll definitely take a part in that, even though I'm not the greatest at horse racing predictions. So I don't think I'm going to come close to winning, but hey, what the hell? 
you get lucky every once in a while uh, here and there. I know myself, I usually do really poorly on predictions, so I need to make a prediction and then totally reverse the whole thing and maybe earn some points that way. But I won't be... But when uh, you do that, you know what happens. Yeah, <laughs> then you kick yourself. So, yeah, join us for everything that we got going on. Uh, Twitter's... Instagram, email us, use the hashtags, and we're going to see you next time.